0: Hi everyone. My name is Mare Verk, and welcome to Life on the Farm. everyone and welcome back to another episode of life on the farm. I would say another week but I just posted an episode a couple of days ago so if you're interested what a work from home week in my life looks like totally go check that one out. It was really cool because I recorded at the end of every day so I feel like I was able to give hopefully a little bit more detail than just recording at the end of the week and reflecting back. So if you're interested and want to hear kind of more about my internship balancing that with my elective as well as with doing my residency applications that'll be the episode for you. But today I'm really excited to catch up with you all. It's Christmas, first of all, so Merry Christmas. I make the worst pun of my entire life on this day every year. My name is Mare, so I substitute the M-E-R in Mary for M-E-H-R. I think it's hilarious and that's all that really matters, truly. Um, but in all honesty, uh, today I am very excited to catch up with you all about ASHP Midyear which took place a couple of weeks ago. And so I just kind of want to recap what my experience was like since this is the first time it was held virtually. Just also catch you up on what my residency applications are currently looking like. I have my first one due in three days. So that's low-key stressful, but also high-key very exciting. And then I also have two new grand littles added to my lineage in the professional fraternity I'm in in pharmacy school. So super exciting getting to welcome them to the family. And then lastly, something that's really exciting that happened yesterday is I actually got the first dose of the Moderna COVID vaccine. So, I will definitely go ahead and talk about that kind of what that whole process looked like, and then how I'm feeling one day post vaccine. So, a lot of exciting things to catch up on during this holiday season. And so, with the title, I'm just going to put It's the Season, or Tis the Season, I guess is a better way of saying it, just because there are so many things happening right now and it's all super exciting. And I'm definitely looking forward to sharing with all of you all of the nuances and whatnot. So if this is something you're interested in, or if you just, again, want to hear me ramble, because I realize that's basically what I do on here, totally go ahead and listen. And without further ado, let's get into it. Okay, so we'll go ahead and get started with talking about ASHP Midyear. This is a national pharmacy conference that takes place every December. It's an opportunity for pharmacy students, pharmacy technicians, pharmacists, which includes residents, of course, to all come together and talk about pharmacy. So, an amazing time if you can imagine. And normally it takes place in a big city, so it would have taken place in New Orleans this year, but because of COVID, it was totally virtual. I've actually never been to Midyear in person. This is my first year attending, um, but I am able to speak to the virtual experience that I had, so I definitely want to share that with y'all. There are definitely pros and cons. I can imagine, again, not having physically been to Midyear ever, but for me right off the bat with the virtual platform, something that I really liked was the ease with which I was able to jump between the different booths. For me, I knew what programs I was interested in already, so it really wasn't too big of a concern if I were to be in person and having to go between all of them. But if you're in the stages of still trying to figure out which programs and narrowing down, I could see how this could save you a lot of time and energy and having to be able to navigate between them. There's also, of course, the added benefit of not having to wait for somebody else. For me personally, I had almost no waiting time in any of the booths that I attended, so that was really great. But on the flip side, I think a big con of the virtual platform is that you don't get the opportunity to, and forgive me for saying this, pick up on the vibes of the program in general like you would if you were to physically see the way that their booths set up, the interactions between all of the different residents as well as the RPDs and all of that good stuff, as well as picking up on those nonverbal factors. So body language, I feel like is super important, but again... Since it's all out of our control, not a problem, but mid-year is a really great way to get exposure to a d- bunch of different parts of pharmacy, but I think one of the biggest purposes it serves is offering PPS, so the fellowship application interview process, as well as the job interview process, and then for me personally, the residency showcase. And so the way that the residency showcase worked is that a few days before the conference, they released the master list of all of the programs that would be attending. And so what I did was that I looked at my list, and I made sure to jot down what session each of my programs would be attending. The showcase was over the course of two days, there was one session for three hours on Monday. And then there was a Tuesday morning session, again, three hours and a Tuesday afternoon session, again, three hours. And so I wanted to make sure that I stopped by all of the different booths just to check in and get some of my questions answered, see if there's any new info. And so just to preface kind of what my approach was going into all of these leading up to mid-year, which is the second week of December, I had already gotten my letters of rec sorted out. I had asked all of my writers. I knew exactly which programs I was interested in and I attended for the most part, all of the open houses that had been available up to that point for the program. I was interested in. So for me, the purpose of Showcase was to ask further questions and to get to familiarize myself with the programs that hadn't had open houses up until that point or that I wasn't familiar with through other avenues. And so the way that I prepared for Showcase is that I went through all of my programs, made my schedule, like I mentioned, so I knew where to go. And then I organized my schedule within each of those blocks to attend the programs I was least familiar with first. And then from there, the next step that I had was to make sure I had a list of questions for all of the different programs. And this very much was program specific. There wasn't like a general set of questions I asked. I think if you ever are looking for general questions, some of my favorite go-to ones for a resident are, is there anything about your program that surprised you that you weren't aware of beforehand before being a resident at that program? And then for RPDs, I like to hear what they're looking for in a resident. It gives you a lot of great buzzwords that you can incorporate. And at the same time, it also allows you the opportunity to pick up on if you think you're a fit for this type of vibe. I think working with an RPD is really important, at least understanding that connection you can have with them. So great to have a conversation with them. And at the same time, I also like to know what types of changes they've implemented over the last couple of years within their program, whether they're growing, if there's anything that's changed, if there's anything they're particularly proud of. And I think for me, the biggest, biggest thing was trying to, the con that I mentioned earlier, not be able to pick up on the vibe or so I call it is be able to pick up on a vibe in a virtual sense so I really just wanted to talk to as many people as possible and just strike up a conversation for the most part like I mentioned I had a pretty good idea of the programs I was interested in I know all of their information from their website I have that organized into my google sheets for programs I had attended most of the open houses and so really for me midyear was a way to be able to get more information that I didn't even know existed and so what I mean by that is I tended to have a question I wanted an answer to that I could better understand the program through but at the same time try to ask questions to get the resident or the RPD to talk about their program on their own and I feel like that was the best way for me to get a better understanding as to what stood out to them what were important what they considered to be the facets that stuck out the most and they felt to be the most important. And from there, I just made sure to make note of everything. And I feel like this really will help me as I continue to work on my LOIs, be able to make them very much program specific, which is another big goal I had coming out of mid-year. I wanted to make sure that for every program I was interested in, I had enough to say to fill up that space because I do want to show each program why exactly I'm interested in them in particular. They're the same type of hospital with the same type of opportunities. And I think that That's really great because I think I'm very much aware of what I'm looking for and I know what I want out of a program and for my future. And so I want to make sure that what I'm writing is very much specific so they know why I'm interested in them in particular, because at least for me, I am only applying to places where I am genuinely interested in being there where they have everything I'm looking for and so I want to make sure that they know that on top of what I can offer them and then outside of the residency showcase again a great opportunity just to talk to everyone well actually before I move on another really great reason to attend the residency showcase is that a lot of times they have information on there that they don't include on their website so whether it be an additional handout a brochure they made specifically for ASHP it's a great way to get more information that you may not have access to otherwise and in regard to the way that the messaging and the chatting went every program was different in the way that they wanted to approach this so once you entered the booth they mostly either had a recruitment video on there which lol because i'm actually in a recruitment video for one of the programs and you can see me stare at the camera at one point because i zoned out for a second and only zoned back in to realize i was staring straight at them and of course it made it into the video or they have a slideshow of the important information that they want to highlight And then on the right hand side, you had the option to pick whatever type of breakdown they had. So I saw ones that had it broken up with chat with RPD, chat with residents. There's also some that had like chat with acute care, chat with ambulatory care. So really just was up to the program themselves, how they wanted to go ahead and break that up. Some of them started with messaging and moved on to a video. Some went straight into video. Some were only messaging. So really just depended on the program and the booth you were in. And so just being ready for anything. Big tip, go ahead and type your intro. So like a, hi, my name is Mare. I'm a P3 at UCSF be able to have that already written in a note so you can just copy and paste it and then at that point they can say hi and introduce themselves back and you can start asking your questions without losing too much time. From there I was basically just making sure I took note of everything before I moved on to the next booth because once you've seen about I don't know five to six booths in a row you, they start to blend together in regard to like who said what what you learned about this or that and again you don't want to mix up programs so I try to regroup at the end of a, conversation with a a certain program and then recenter myself by referring to the questions I had for the next program. And so I attended all three sessions. I had programs that were presenting at all three. So it was a great way, again, just to touch base with everyone. Another thing you'll realize after the fact is that if you enter someone's booth, they'll tend to reach out to you afterwards in case they have an open house later on or offering you more information. So just be aware that that could happen as well. The other parts of ASHP that were really useful for me were the poster presentation aspect. So we do a discovery project as a part of the curriculum at UCSF. And so we presented at CSHP and presented the same heart failure project here at ASHP. So it was great getting to work with the discover girls one more time we were there for an hour to be on hand for any questions anyone had or anything and so we had three friends from UCSD come by so that was really awesome and then the other part that I really liked was the different educational presentations that were made available I personally was a big fan of the pre-recorded emergency medicine clinical pearls lecture that was put together. It was a compilation of a bunch of different PGY2 emergency medicine residents lectures. And so it was like an hour and 20 minutes. It covered 10 different topics. And I thought it was a great way just to get a better understanding of what these residents are doing during the residency because it's something I'm very much interested in. And at the same time educating myself on any updates, guidelines and different institutional practices because as I've mentioned previously I had my ED rotation and so I'm familiar with the way that one institution does it. But just hearing how different hospitals throughout the country are approaching different things I think is super unique and something that I was very much excited to learn more about and that basically wraps up my mid-year experience there were speeches from Dr. Fauci and from Tom Hanks so I forgot to include that earlier but that was also really great to hear from them again as a virtual platform I think it was run really well the server only crashed once on Monday so hey major props for that At the same time, I do hope to attend this in the future physically, hopefully this coming year, fingers crossed, but we'll see what's up. I think it was a fantastic opportunity to be able to touch base with all the programs I'm interested in, as well as really get to know those programs where I haven't been able to attend an open house or that they haven't offered one. I really like getting insight from the RPDs and from the residents and find a way to get a better insight into that vibe that I was talking about earlier that we may lose not being able to physically be interacting with one another, but I feel like I was able to gather enough information to make my letters of intent as specific as possible and really see if I can picture myself being there. And then from there, it basically leads into my residency application, the status of it and whatnot. My friends and I were literally just talking about what fonts we were using and margins and all that type of stuff because this whole thing is just a beast on its own and I feel like every step along the way there's something else to take into consideration and just one day I'll have to talk about all of it because I'm still living it right now and so I'm not like an expert on it in the slightest. I'm still figuring things out day by day but one day, one day I will know what's up with this. But in regards to residency applications, like I mentioned previously, going into mid-year, I had already had my letters of recommendation submitted or sorted out at that time. Now they are submitted. So I have my amazing letter writers to thank for that. I also have my transcript in. So I needed both my graduate school as well as my undergrad transcripts. You can just double check for each of the programs, whether or not they require it. Only one of my programs did. And then on top of that, I have my supplemental essay. Got really lucky with that as well because it's a supplemental essay for three different programs and they all kind of follow the same prompt and have the same requirements for formatting and everything. So that worked out really well. I have that basically finalized. I just want to read through it one more time before I upload it. And then I have my letters of intent. I am almost completely done with them. I wanted to finalize the earlier ones earlier versus the later ones later, obviously, Um, but right now I have a couple left that I want to work a little bit more on just utilizing my ASHP mid-year notes as well as my open house notes that I had so that was really great just being able to work on that this entire week I wasn't on my industry rotation it actually ended a week ago so this whole week has really just been dedicated to residency applications and so it's been really great in one regard and also really taxing in another but this is the final push so it's all worth it really just got to be in the zone, be on top of my game, and it's almost—it's almost over. It really is. It's about a week away. January second is when my last submission is due, so I'm looking forward to that. And at that point, then the next thing to think about are interviews. But we are definitely jumping the gun there. And then, of course, I want to welcome my two grand littles to our lineage. So I am in a professional fraternity, as I mentioned previously. I personally have really enjoyed my experience. I thought it was very invaluable joining in my first year just because it allowed me to meet a lot of the upperclassmen very early on. So if I ever had questions about anything, if I ever needed guidance about something in particular or wanted to learn more about their experience, I felt a lot more comfortable just right off the bat approaching them. Not to mention you get put into a family. And so I have a big, a grand big, so on and so forth. And so people who were at different points in the pharmacy journey allowed me to get some more exposure to their experiences. They were able to share with me some of their advice. And so I found it to be incredibly beneficial. I love the activities that we did. Our end of the year banquet was on a boat, which was so exciting. And then just in general, I feel like all of the people that were in the fraternity I was in, I just vibe with and clicked with really well. Uh, some of them are my best friends, and so that worked out. I think that was more of a coincidence, though, not necessarily because of the fraternity aspect. But again, something to consider if you do go into pharmacy school. You totally don't have to be in one. For me, I thought it would be beneficial just because it allows for a greater networking opportunities. They also host professional events with pharmacists in different fields, and so I feel like I was also able to. Get gain better insight by being able to speak with them. I think it's also important to note that there is a cost aspect to being in a fraternity. It does cost quite a bit of money. And so definitely for yourself, if you're on the fence, do a cost benefit analysis and see if it's something that'll be worthwhile for you in the long run. And if it's worth spending that money, if it's just something that you're interested in pursuing. And then really quickly, I just want to touch upon ending my industry rotation, my entire last week of in my life was about my last week working at Greenwich Biosciences. But now that I have had a whole week off, I can say it's so weird not checking in with my manager every day. But it was honestly an invaluable experience, gave me exposure to something I would not have had the opportunity otherwise. I returned all of the work from home materials that they gave me, which was so kind of them again. It'll be really weird not talking to everyone. I I think the three biggest things that were a benefit and I thought were a great opportunity for me were just having one-on-one meetings with different people it's so invaluable to hear people's stories how they ended up where they're at kind of the trials and tribulations they face and then obviously hearing the advice that they have for someone who's in my position the other part just working on projects for myself I think it was a great way just to stay on top of my Excel game because that was very much a part of it, staying organized, being able to type up really concise patient vignettes, being clinical in my assessment of adverse events and everything like that. And then lastly, attending meetings. I think that was one of the most eye-opening parts. I touched upon it in the previous episode, but again, just seeing the way that you can work in interdisciplinary teams and it doesn't necessarily have to be rounding on patients was very eye-opening and I will forever hold this experience in my heart. And so I am very grateful to them for everything that they allowed me to do, especially in such a short period of time. And the last thing I want to touch upon before wrapping things up is actually talking about the COVID vaccine. So as many of you know, there are now vaccines in the United States from Pfizer as well as from Moderna, so two different companies. I actually received the first dose of the Moderna vaccine yesterday, and so on Christmas Eve, what a great present. I feel so incredibly grateful and fortunate to have the opportunity to receive the vaccine pretty early on, I'd say, and so it was honestly A really great moment just because after both of my rotations, I know I talked about the ICU and my ED experiences in previous podcasts. And I try to stay very positive about things because in all honesty, it was a great experience. And really everything I saw, I learned so much from and all the experiences I had, I feel like were really instrumental in making me as comfortable as I am with the disease states that I've seen and one of those being COVID. But At the same time, it wasn't always so easy. There were patients every day in both settings that were experiencing the effects of COVID who ended up passing from COVID. And it's one of those things when you're on rotations, you have to deal with it in that moment or eventually it catches up with you and you deal with it later. So whatever it may be, it was really great knowing that there's kind of some hope at the end of all of this that we can potentially return back to quote unquote normal life in the near future, maybe. But again, in an amazing experience and just to kind of explain how the whole thing played out is that once the vaccines became available, I actually rotate through an academic medical center really close by. It's where I've done a lot of my different rotations. And so at first, the vaccines were, of course, meant for healthcare providers and those who are coming in contact with COVID patients and who are having a lot more direct patient care completely understandable and I'm really glad that that whole rollout was able to happen as quickly as it was which is fantastic because then within literally a couple of days after that we were then included and by we I mean students students of medicine nursing and pharmacy to go ahead and receive the vaccine so I just went ahead and signed up they have a ton of different slots from 5am all the way to like 10pm which is fantastic and basically how it works is once you sign up for your time slot you show up and you get checked in and they have have super spaced out seating. It's in this huge area and they just call you up. You end up answering a couple of questions on their questionnaire just to make sure that you are a candidate for the vaccine. And so I ended up getting the Moderna vaccine because it had come in the day prior. And so they had switched over from the Pfizer one just because it has less stringent storage regulations. And so it's much easier to carry and they had a new shipment. So that's the one I ended up getting. After the questionnaire, they go ahead and they give you the vaccination and they give you your CDC card. That way you are able to keep track of the fact that you got the vaccine. It has the lot number on there just in case there's any recalls, of course, and then the date that you had it. And another really cool thing they did is that they actually gave you a picture of the QR code with the date on it for your next vaccination. So the Pfizer vaccine, you get your first dose and 21 days later you get your second one whereas with the Moderna vaccine you get your first dose and you get your second dose 28 days later. So for me getting it on Christmas Eve I go ahead and I get my second dose on the 21st of January and with that The QR code actually serves as the immunization summary. So in the same way, if you were to get a vaccine at CVS or at your doctor's office, whatever it may be, you end up getting that piece of paper or those couple of pieces of paper that explain all of the different aspects of the vaccine from common side effects to things to look out for, what's in the vaccine, all of that good stuff. Those of you who are in pharmacy school or like went to pharmacy school know it from being able to practice your immunization training when we go ahead and get APHA certified. And so from there, it was great because it just offers you the opportunity to look it up on your phone and you can always keep it there. And I think it was really useful just as a pharmacy student myself wanting to become more familiar. I made sure to read through it before I went ahead and got the vaccine, which another really cool part is that I realized that throughout pharmacy school, I really know how to break down clinical information. So that was really great. And you can see how it applies in the real world setting. And then once they gave me the vaccine, I got a really cool Tasmanian Devil Band-Aid, which is awesome and really funny because my dad's name is actually Taz. So imagine that. And they have you actually wait 15 minutes afterwards just to make sure you don't have any allergic reaction, adverse events happen or whatnot. So we sat in a really big area very far away from one another and just sat there for 15 minutes and that's when I noticed the soreness start to kick in at about like the 10th minute and it went away pretty quickly I don't know if it was just the adrenaline I was so hyped to have gotten the vaccine and just so thankful to be in this situation where I was able to go ahead and get it when I did um, but it quickly dissipated and then I feel like a couple of hours later into the days when it really started to set in and then last night I could not sleep on that side so that was a little bit difficult but Today has also been a little bit interesting. It's been kind of hard to raise my arm, but all things considered and all of the good that this vaccine will do, um, I am very much okay. I will totally take the soreness any day. So that was just the only thing I noticed. I didn't really experience anything else. And as the day has gone on, it's honestly gotten a lot better. So I'm guessing by the end of tomorrow, it'll be like it never happened. So that is great. And I have gone ahead and scheduled my next appointment so I can go ahead and get the second dose. So just want to go ahead and share just what my experience was like. It was all positive. Of course, do the research for yourself. But um, I think it'll be a really great step forward when we are able to get it to more people and this vaccine becomes something that is more widely distributed. And that'll go ahead and wrap up today's episode. I want to say thank you so much to every single one of you who listened to today's episode. If you listen to any of the episodes of this podcast, it truly means the world to me. I found out on Monday that we reached 1000 streams. So the podcast has been listened to a 1000 times. I started this six months ago, and I've just been trying to keep up with it every week since. So it means the world to me that there are other people out there who hopefully find this a benefit, um, or at least just like listening to what I have to say. At the same time, I just want to reiterate again how grateful I am to have gotten the first dose of this vaccine and just looking forward to getting the second dose of the Moderna one. So just a small little note, if you get one vaccine from one manufacturer, you go ahead and you get it from the same one for your second dose. There's no mix and matching happening. But again, just want to say, I hope you and your loved ones are staying safe and healthy, that you're having a fantastic holiday season, trying to find some way to bring some cheer and some spirit to it. I know that this year has been nothing short of difficult and definitely unprecedented, but I am actually about to go eat a bunch of Chinese takeout, which I am so, so excited about. We have this local spot in my hometown that my family absolutely loves. So I'm going to go head over and do that. I'll leave you all to it. And thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.